Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. Psalm 95 is a reminder of what God done for Israel. And this first part of this psalm, it deals with praise, but the last part of the psalm deals with punishment. The first part of this psalm, if you'll study, it deals with worship, while the last part of this psalm deals with warning. And uh, I want you to look with me here today. Oh, come and let us sing, in verse number one, unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Aren't you glad, aren't you glad we got something firm today? Uh, listen, we're on the rock, we're in the rock, and the devil can't do a thing about it. Amen. And let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him uh, with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and the great king above all gods. And his hand are the deep, uh, deep places of the earth and the strength of the hills uh, is his also. The sea is his and he maketh it. And the hand, his hands formed, uh, let's read the verse right. The sea is his, and he maketh it. And his hand formed uh, the dry land. Oh, come and let us worship and bow down. And let us kneel before the Lord our maker. For he is, and I like this statement, he is our God. I, I believe he's your God, but I'm glad he's my God. He's our God. And we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Uh, today... If you hear his voice, harden not your heart, as in provocation, as in the day, uh, as in the day of temptation and the wilderness, when <clears throat> your fathers tempted and provoked me and saw uh, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with his. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, uh, "It is a people that do err in their heart, and uh, and they have uh, not known my way." Notice the last verse. Unto whom I swore in my wrath that, uh, that they should not enter into my rest. Our Heavenly Father, I do pray you'll help us this evening. I want to be a blessing today. And I realize I'm going to be a blessing today to be because you help us today. And I pray the Spirit of God will take the Word of God now and do the work that needs to be done today. Lord, there's a lot of things we don't understand and a lot of things even about the future we don't understand. But I'm so glad I know who holds tomorrow. And I pray, Lord, that you'll help us today as we study thy Word. You know my need. And I pray you'll help us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for sending you and be seated this evening. I want to call your attention to all of this psalm as I preach this afternoon. But don't you look back in verse number seven. Uh, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hen. Uh, today, today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Notice the statement that's made here in this chapter here today. He says in verse number seven here today, today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. We're not going to take time to do it, but if you go to Hebrews chapter 3 this afternoon, and uh, Hebrews chapter number 3, down about verse number 7, down through verse 15, you'll find it's a repeat of what's said right here. He said, today, if you hear his voice. Uh, today, if you hear his voice. And I want to talk to you a little while this afternoon on, on that thought, and in these verses this afternoon, uh, on this thought this afternoon, living for Jesus one day at a time. 
living for Jesus uh, one day at a time. Again, I, I remind you, if you go to the book Hebrews this evening, you'll find that it's a repeat of what's being said right here. And, uh, and I want to say this to you today. By the way, today is the first day of the rest of your life. I said today is the first day of the rest of your life. Living for Jesus one day at a time. And today, if you hear his voice, and today, if you hear his voice, I'm living for Jesus one day at a time. Uh, I want to say this, and I'll say it several times while I'm preaching. Many times we let the worries of tomorrow rob us of our victory today. I hope y'all got what I just said. I said many times we allow the worries of tomorrow I rob us of our joy today. And uh, that is so true. Uh, you realize tomorrow never will come? When tomorrow gets here, tomorrow will be another day. It'll be a future day. And, uh, and how true that is this afternoon. Uh, and I just want to say this before I preach today. I do realize we're facing some tough days. Uh, we are facing some times that I, I'm not going to tell you I go home tonight and lay in the bed and worry about it, but I am very much concerned about what's going on in our country. And uh, I thought about this when I said in this week, uh, uh, the condition of our country today. Politically, we're in trouble. Just how do you know that? Well, when you got a president, I don't even believe God can take care of the environment, you got a problem. He ain't had a problem for 6,000 years. If that hurts your feelings, God bless you. I just want to say to you, he not had a problem in 6,000 years. And uh, how true that is. Uh, politically, we're in trouble this afternoon. Uh, financially, this country this afternoon, I promise you, we'll be in trouble some of these days. Just how do you know that? When gas goes to $5 a gallon? By the way, I remember it going to $5 a gallon. I, I know our brother back here remembers this also. Brother Betty, you remember the 70s? How when gas went to $5 a gallon? And, uh, and uh, they rationed gas. And uh, there was times that uh, you couldn't get but so much. And uh, listen, that you say, preacher, you're, you're doomed. I, I, that, that's, a, that's a doctrine of doom. That's the condition our country's in today. Uh, politically, we're in trouble today. Financially, our country's in trouble today. Uh, spiritually today, our country's in trouble today. You realize our church has not even had one service in over a year? Uh, our church, and listen to me, we're in trouble today. But heaven said what I just said this afternoon. I want you to listen to me this afternoon. One day at a time. One day, I can't do anything about next week. I can't do anything about next month. I can't do anything about next year. Uh, but thank God I can do something about today. How you live for Jesus one day at a time. How one day at a time. Are you listening to me? And, and by the way, you say, preacher, our country is in a mess. What are we going to do? How worse the answer? Well, the answer is where it's always been. It's in the Word of God. And, and I promise you this afternoon, I hit in our Bible today. Uh, y'all remember the 70s when this song came out? What was that guy's name? Uh, Chris something. I think it's Chris Collins. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. How that's all I'm asking from you. How Lord, give us the strength. To do, what, uh, to do uh, every day what we ought to do. Yesterday's gone, sweet Jesus, and tomorrow may never be mine. Uh, so, Lord, teach me today how to take one day at a time. Just one day at a time. Just one day at a time. Are you listening to me? Here's what happens a lot of times. The worries of tomorrow robs us of the joys today. 
I said, I've already said that, but I'll say it again. I said, the worries of tomorrow have robbed us of the joy today. I, you say, what are you going to do? I'm going to trust God. I'm going to put faith in the Lord. I'm going to trust him. And I'll promise you this afternoon, he'll help you if you'll do that. Uh, and by the way, I want to say this. 80% of what we worry about never comes to pass. Uh, 80% of what you worry about uh, never even comes to pass. Let me say it this way. Uh, when I think about tomorrow, uh, when I think about the future, I had asked two handles. One of them is a handle of fear, and the other is a handle of faith. What do you got hold of this afternoon? Listen to me. I said, listen, how the future has two handles. One's got a handle of faith. One's got a handle of fear. What are you trusting this afternoon? I want to reemphasize and say this one more time. I'm not telling you I'm not concerned about the future. I'm very much concerned about the future. You see these little ladies sitting right here? How uh, Jesus don't come, how they've got their whole life before them. How when you get as old as me and Brother Bailey over here, uh, our days are about gone. But I'll just say this to you this afternoon. Hey, listen, I'll soon be gone. How about this children and she'll be here? And I just want to say this to you this afternoon. Hey, we got to trust the Lord. I am concerned. I am concerned. But I tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to go home tonight and lay in the bed two thirds of the night. Worried about what's going to happen tomorrow. Tomorrow's got two handles. One of them is handle faith. The other's handle worry. Hey, are you hearing me this afternoon? I will tell you to live for him one day at a time. Hey, one day at a time, thank God. Hey, just one day at a time. Are you listening? And I, I want to look this evening in this text. And, uh, and I want to lift out two or three things out of this text this evening uh, about the children of Israel. How they live one day at a time. One day at a time. I want to say, first of all, this afternoon in this text today, uh, they live one day at a time uh, living in his greatness. One day at a time living in his greatness. Look in your Bible again. Look at verse number three. <laughs> For the Lord is a great God. <laughs> For the Lord is a great God. Why can't we get a hold of that? For the Lord is a great God. You say, preacher, do you realize what's going on? Well, do you realize he realized what was going on before it it ever happened? He's a great God. Look at the verse. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all. Above all. You see that little G? Above all God. Hey, line all them gods up in this world you want to line up. And when you get done line them up, they don't melt a hill of beans, man. Compared to our God that we serve. How they live one day at a time in his greatness. Look at the verse. For the Lord is our God, a great God, a great king, above all gods. And his hand are the deep places of the earth. And the strength of his, uh, and the strength of the hills is his also. He said all those deep places that time. He's got them in his hand this afternoon. And the hills that's under, uh, he oversees that and he holds them in place. And you realize this evening that God that you and I serve? Hey, he's a great God. He's not a dead God. He's not a weak God. He's not a sick God. He's not a feeble God. He's not a God this evening that wonders what's getting ready to happen. He's a great God, thank God. Oh, yes. 
For the Lord, I'll read again. For the Lord is a great God and the great king above all gods and his hand are the deep places of the earth. I like to see that hand. <laughs> are the deep places of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. These hills back here and the mountains back here. Those hills are holding the side of the mountain from coming down. But guess who's a hole in that? Huh? It's him this afternoon. Yes, sir. And I want to say this to you this evening. You and I serve a great God today. I said tomorrow's got two handles. It's got a handle of fear. It's got a handle of faith. How big's your God this afternoon? What are you trusting this afternoon? Who are you trusting this afternoon? Uh, one day at a time, they lived in his greatness. Psalm 48 verse 1 says, Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, and in the mountain of his holiness. He reminds Israel day by day, hey, they live for God. One day, one day at a time. Are you listening to me this evening? One day at a time. And I'll say they experience his greatness out one day at a time. In that greatness, they experience three things. No more, first of all, they experience his provisions. <laughs> One day at a time, they experience his provisions. Think about what I'm getting ready to say. This is a, not the right figure, but I'm going to use it. More than two million Jews came out of Egypt and started the promised land. You'll find there's over 600,000 men. That's not counting the wives, that's not counting their children. How uh, they very well could have been five million as much as these two million. And don't you know what I'm getting ready to say to you? Uh, for 40 years, for 40 years, they enjoyed the blessings of God. How uh, for 40 years, God watched out for them. How uh, for 40 years, God fed them. Don't know what I'm getting hungry. Don't know what I'm dying from hunger or thirst. Uh, 40 years, they experienced his provisions uh, and his greatness. I like this right here. Bible said in the book of Exodus chapter 16, verse number 13, that he rained down manna. He rained down manna in the morning and rained down quail in the afternoon. How the word manna simply means, what is it? It was that little round wafer, that little round piece of bread, so to speak, that they got a hold of and that God used to feed them. And he rained them manna down in the morning and quail down in the afternoon. For 40 long years. Are you listening to me? And not a one of them got hungry. Not a one of them died from thirst. Not a one of them. I want to ask you a question. Hey, I'll tell you that the future's got two handles. How one of them's a handle of faith. And one of them's a handle of fear. What are you trusting this afternoon? Are you listening to me? For 40 years, he fed them with manna. Now, I got sudden about that. To feed that many Jews at one time, think about what I'm getting ready to say, to feed that many at one time. Bible said in the book of Exodus chapter 16 there, that he, each one of them got an omer a day. You know what omer is? It's a pint. They got six pints a day per Jew. And that means it would have took more than 12 million pints to feed them in one day. Y'all not getting your mind around when I'm preaching. More than 12 million pints in one day. Each one got an omer, the Bible said in the book of Exodus, which is six pints. 
uh, more than 2 million Jews. How that means there would have been more than 12 million pints a day. <laughs> Think about it. How that means there would have been 9 million pounds a day to feed the children of Israel. The quartermaster figured that out, and here's what he said. He said to feed that crowd and to bring that much manna and quail in every day, it would take 10 trains. <laughs> 10 trains with 30 cars on each, each one to, at, with 15 ton in each cart to feed them one day. In other words, it would take a train with 300 carts behind it and each cart's got 15 tons. I got to think about that. Brother Bailey knows this. I don't know. And I'll ask him after church. I don't know how long a box cart is. I do know this. They can set a 40-foot trailer on a box cart because they do it all the time. And they got room on both ends. So I safely can say that one box car probably is 50 feet long. And when you put 300 of them together, you got almost three miles. Think about a train that will reach from here to the family store, family dollar store in Logap. And it's got 300 carts and it's got 15 ton of food on each one of them carts. I'm about to have me a spell. I, I, I said tomorrow's got two handles. Handle fear or handle worry. A handle, a handle fear or handle faith. Hey, listen to me. They experienced his greatness 40 years. Lord, have mercy. I got to think about that. that. That means it would take over a million tons of food per year to feed those Israelites. And God done that 40 years. For, <laughs> 40 years. Think about it. Think about the firewood that it would have took to cook those, uh, uh, cook those quail. Do you know where they're at? They're in the wilderness. Yeah. A barren place. Where'd the wood come from? <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? I'm telling you, they experienced his greatness one day at a time. They experienced his greatness one day at a time. One day at a time, they experienced his greatness. How one day at a time. I like this right here. And by the way, it would take 900,000. That's pretty big stuff for me. Is that close to a million, Brother Heath? It would take almost a million gallons of water today. <laughs> almost a million gallons of water a day to give them something to drink. You say, where'd they get it? Here's where they got it. Psalm 78, verse 16. And he brought streams also out of the rock. And it caused water to run down like a river. <laughs> I know where he got it. Are y'all hearing me preach this afternoon? I say tomorrow's got two handles. It's a handle of fear. Or it's a handle of faith. Hey, where you got your faith this afternoon? Oh, my soul, listen to me this afternoon. And he did that over and over. And he did it one day at a time. 
Uh, the quail come in in the afternoon uh, and the manna come in in the morning and every day, every day for 40 years uh, there he rained that down. I say hallelujah, what a God. I say bless his name. Yeah. Are you hearing me preach this afternoon? They didn't only experience his greatness and his provisions, but you know they experienced his greatness and his protection. Look in your Bible in verse chapter 95 again, verse 7. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his what? <laughs> he measures the waters, and the hollow of his hen. You ready? He's going to take care of us? Hey, you ready? He's going to watch after us? Hey, you, <laughs> hey when those Egyptians was falling like flies, God had Israel. And a little place over I call Goshen. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and a little place called Goshen. Yeah. By the way, you'll find out that you study about that in Genesis. When Joseph's brother gets to Egypt and Joseph reveals himself to his brethren, guess where they wound up saying? They wound up saying in a place called Goshen. How uh, they wound up saying in a, uh, uh, where God took care of them. And you come right over into the Exodus here. And while uh, the Egyptians are falling like flies. God has got Israel. Thank God. Hey, listen to me. When hell balls are falling over in Egypt, God's got Israel over. I thank God. And a place that's called Goshen taking care of them. Yes, oh, yeah. Do you reckon the leadership in our day is any more wickeder than Pharaoh? Are y'all hearing me? Yes, sir. You can go home tonight and go to bed and worry if you want to. Or you can go home tonight and go to sleep. I'm telling you, listen to me this afternoon. He protected them. He showed his greatness in provision. He showed his greatness in protection. And I like what he said. He got real close to it preaching a while ago. And what Joshua said in Joshua chapter chapter 23, verse 10. And one of you shall chase a thousand. For the Lord is your God. One of you shall chase a thousand. God, hey, hear me this afternoon. One day at a time, thank God, how they experience his protection. I say one day at a time, they experience his protection. Uh, they experience his protection and his greatness. They experience his provision in his, and uh, in his greatness. But also in his greatness, they experience his power. Look again in your Bible in verse 3. For the Lord is a great, a great God and a great king above all gods. And in his hand are the deep places of the earth. And the strength of the hills is his also. Listen to me. Have they experienced his power? God took care of them. Now I'll tell you, he's got a great big hand. Hallelujah. I said he's got a great big hand. And I'll tell you this this afternoon. He's no respecter person. If he took care of Israel on a time like that, thank God you and I this same in this day. God will take care. Oh, yes, he will. Are you listening to me? And, I, and I, he got real close to this text a while ago. Boy, oh, Rahab the harlot. Guess what? She heard. The Bible said in Joshua chapter 2 verse 10, for we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you. We heard about that. Somebody come by preaching on it. It says in verse number 11, and as soon as we heard those things, and a lot of parts of verse number 11, how for the Lord your God, 
He is God and the heaven above all in the earth. Listen, he's God. Here's a lost woman saying that. And I'll tell you, God takes care of his own. God will protect you. God will provide for you. God will watch after you. I'm telling you this evening, thank God. In his greatness, you can live. Won't you listen to this? Dr. Seidler, and you say this all the time. I have never seen a tithing, mission-giving Baptist on the bread line. I've never seen a tithing, mission-minded Baptist that gives submissions and it tithes hungry, starving. And I want to tell you something this afternoon. Gas may go to $10 a gallon. And I don't know what's getting ready to happen. Somebody told me yesterday the president had already signed 48 executive things since he went in, went in as the president. Dear God, somebody better stop that guy. Are y'all hearing me preach this evening? You say, well, I voted for him. Well, I'm going to give an invitation to many. Are, are you listening to me? I'm just trying to tell you something this afternoon. I had a lot of people bothered today. And I, listen, I'd be a fool to tell you I'm not bothered. I, I'm bothered about what's going on in our country. I'm, uh, I, listen, I'm concerned about what direction it's going to go. But in spite of every bit of it, thank God, as a God in heaven that knows where I'm at. Hey, they live one day at a time in His greatness. But then I want to say number two quickly this evening. They live one day at a time in His grace. In His grace. Look at verse number eight. I don't understand this. Look up here. Y'all see our big bottle that he give them? <laughs> they live one day at a time in his grace. Look at verse number eight. Had I been God, I'd have wiped Israel off the map. But look at his grace in verse eight. He said, uh, today if you hear his voice, Harden not your heart, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, provoked me, and saw my works, 40 years long was I grieved with this generation and said, Is this people? Uh, it, uh, it is a people uh, that do err in their heart, and they do know my. Hey, you know what? Every time God would do something for them, they were so unthankful. They was a stubborn and a rebellious generation, Psalm 78 says. And, and, and you know what? God just kept helping them. God just kept blessing them. God just kept supplying. Hey, I'm talking about they live one day at a time uh, in His grace. And when you think about Israel, think about this. God revealed His grace to the children of Israel. Listen to this verse right here. Psalm 78, verse number 38. But He being full of compassion, forgive their iniquities, Destroyed them or not. Yea, many a time turned away his anger away and did not stir up his wrath. For he remembered that they were but flesh and a wind that passeth away and come not again. Hey, let me tell you something. They live, they live one day at a time in his grace. They didn't get what they deserved. No. I said they didn't get what they deserved. Grace is opposite of what you deserve. You know what God did? Hallelujah. Grace is opposite of what you deserve and I deserve. And instead of God stirring up his anger and, uh, and just wiping them off the map, 
He said, I was long suffering with that generation. And I'll tell you something, they live one day at a time in his grace. Grace is God's unmerited and deserving favor to you and I. And they saw the grace of God and they live one day at a time in his grace. Watch this. That grace is illustrated right here in the Bible. That manna in Exodus chapter 16. That manna, if you look there when you get home, I'm not going to take time to turn. But that manna is a wonderful type or a picture of the grace of God. Notice the manna, they only got enough for that day. The only time they got enough for two days was on Friday for the Sabbath on Saturday. But all the rest of the time, they got enough just for one day. And can I tell you something this evening? That's like a grace of God. God will give you grace for today. And by the way, let me tell you something about that this afternoon. That man is a picture of grace. That manna came down from above. Oh, the love that drew salvation's plan. Oh, the grace that brought it down to man. That manna was a picture of grace because it was received daily. Uh, daily. God will give you grace for today. God will give you grace for today. God will give you grace for today. Living one day at a time. Hey, the future's got two handles. One's fear and the other's faith. What are you hanging on to? Listen to me this afternoon. How they receive it daily. And the grace of God is daily. God will help you daily. God will take care of you today. You remember the little widow? That Zerapath? When Elijah gets up there. And boy, I tell you, he puts meal in the barrel. But the reason he put meal in the barrel was because the widow was obedient. She did exactly what the man of God said do. And after feeding the man of God first, God took care of her and her son for the next two and a half years. She go out to that meal barrel every morning. She looked down in that meal barrel every morning and said, he'd done it again. He'd he done it again. He done, that's the way the grace of God is. God's not going to give you grace for tomorrow, but he'll give you grace for today. Hallelujah. Thank God he'll help you today. Hey, that manna is a picture of the grace of God. Uh, by the way, that manna is a picture of the grace of God because it come in a barren place. It come in a desert place. It come in a dry place. Is that not like the grace of God this afternoon? By the way, that manna is a picture of the grace of God because it comes to a rebellious people. Yeah, a rebellious people. That manna is a picture of the grace of God because it come to where they were. Y'all not getting what I'm preaching. It come to where they were. That man is a picture of the grace of God because every man had to receive it for himself. It's a picture of the grace of God simply because it satisfied them for 40 long years. And that man is a picture of the grace of God. Men could walk out there and walk on it, trumpet it down, or he could reach down and receive it for himself. That's the way the grace of God is. You don't have to receive it. You can walk on it if you want to. You walk over if you want to. Hey, listen to me. That man is a picture of the grace of God. Hey, they live day by day, thank God, uh, by the, uh, and the grace of God. They experience daily grace. Then let me say this quickly. They didn't own him. One day at a time, they saw his greatness. One day at a time, they saw his grace. But then I want to say, one day at a time, they saw his guidance. Just one day at a time. Just one day at a time. They saw his guidance one day at a time. 
Bible says here in this, uh, uh, the book of Exodus chapter number 13 and verse 21. Bible said they was led by day by a cloud and by night with a pillar of fire. And I want to say they experienced his guidance one day at a time. One day, what am I going to do tomorrow? I don't know. What am I going to do next week, preacher? I don't know. Preacher, how are we going to get by next year? I don't know. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to walk with him right now. I'm going to let him guide me right now. I'm going to let him direct me right now. Hey, hear me this afternoon, thank God. Hey, they experienced his guidance one day at a time. Are you listening? Boy, we just, we try to cross those bridges before they ever get there, don't we? That is so true. I do that myself sometimes. But I'll tell you, one day at a time, they experienced his guidance. Listen to this verse, Psalm 48, verse 14. Uh, For this God is our God. And forever and forever, he will guide us even unto death. You know what I'm going to do? One day at a time, I'm going to live in his greatness. One day at a time, I'm going to live in his grace. One day at a time, I'm going to live in his guidance. Yeah. Uh, Preach, how am I going to do this tomorrow? I don't know. But I know what I'm going to do right now. Oh, I don't know. But I know what's going to happen right now. One day at a time, listen to me. One day at a time, you can experience his guidance. And by the way, he's got two things to guide you and I. Number one, the Word of God. The Word of God will not guide you wrong. Bible said in Psalm 119, verse 105, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet. That's right here. And a light unto my path. That's that chandra. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me preach? I'm telling you, one day at a time, I don't only have the Word, but I have the witness of the Holy Ghost on the inside. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. Hey, one day at a time, they experienced his guidance. He directed them. He guided them. Y'all know this. I've, I've said it in this pulpit a thousand times. My last verses, my favorite verses. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. That's where my problem's at. Lean not to thine own understanding. And in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. His guidance is always right. His guidance is always real. His guidance is always rewarded. And I will tell you, they live one day at a time in his guidance. Thank God. One day at a time, they experience his greatness. One day at a time, they experience his grace. One day at a time, they experience his guidance. But I want to say in closing this afternoon, one day at a time, they experience his glory. His glory. Listen to this verse right here. Exodus 16 verse 10. Bible said in verse number 10. And it came to pass as Aaron spoke unto the whole congregation of the children of Israel. And they looked towards the wilderness. And behold the glory of the Lord appeared in a cloud. Verse 34 says this. Uh, then a cloud covered the tent and the congregation. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. (laughs) One day at a time, they experienced His glory. And I want to say this to you tonight. If you've never experienced it, you don't have the foggiest idea what I'm talking about. But if you've ever gotten the glory, are you hearing me? If you've ever sat down and, and the glory of God said it. By the way, you know what that word glory means? It means weighty, heavy. <laughs> You're a bit, <laughs> man. 
You ever been in any heavy services? Weighty. Heavy. The word means splendor. The word means glorious. You ever got in a service and man, it was heavy. The glory of God was so real. And the glory of God, this had covered that place. And the glory of God covered the tabernacle. Even when the men, the men of God couldn't even enter in because of the glory of God. How heavy, how wonderful, how splendid, how glorious. That's what happened on the mountain of transfiguration. When them boys got on the mountain of transfiguration, Peter, James, and John, and the Lord was transfigured right before them. They experienced that glory one day at a time. And by the way, glory is God's inward expression showed outwardly. That's what glory is. And I want to say this to you this afternoon. They lived in the glory one day at a time. I'm not letting the fears of tomorrow rob me of the joy today. Are y'all hearing me? Uh, you say, dear God, what we're going to... I'm going to shout her out what you're going to do. God's on the throne. Has anybody told y'all lately he's in control? It ain't due to a crowd up in Washington ain't got enough sense to get in out of the rain. No, that's not where it's at. They're not in control. Well, they're not. Are you hearing me? I know who's in control. And I'll tell you, the rest of my days, one day at a time, I want to experience the glory of God. I close with this. My wife gives me some wonderful outlines. She didn't give me that one, but she did give me this. In her Bible reading, yesterday she was in Exodus chapter 33. And in Exodus chapter 33, Moses said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And you know what? He said, uh, I, I, I will cause my goodness to pass by thee. But you can't see my face. But you see my hinder parts as I pass by. And the Bible said in verse 21, And the, and the place by me, thou shalt stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass, while my glory pass by, I will put thee in the cleft of the rock, and I will cover, <laughs> I will cover thee with my hand. She told me that coming up the road a while ago. I said, I, I'm going to preach on that. Verse number 20, there's a place. The average Christian never gets to that place. The average Christian will look at you like you've absolutely lost your mind. There is a place. But in verse 20, he said, I, 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 and I, let me just read it, verse number 20. He said uh, in verse number 21, and uh, uh, there is a place by me. No, no, there's a place, but there's a person. It's by me. It's by me. And the promise is, I'm going to hide you in the cliff of the rock. And I'm going to cover you with my hand as I pass by. Have you ever been in the cliff of the rock? Have you, <laughs> have you ever felt that heavy, heavy glory? Are, are y'all hearing me preach this afternoon? I want to tell you, that's God's desire for everyone in this room this afternoon. And you go to preaching on stuff like that, and Baptists will look at you like you've lost your mind because they've never got there. They're so involved with this world. So they're so engrossed with this world. They don't have a place that he passes by and touches them every once in a while. Oh, my. 
Well, God help us in 2021 to live one day at a time. Many, many, many of us fear tomorrow and allow that to rob us of the joy today. Listen, listen, I'm done. Did did y'all get this? I don't know if I said it or not. The future has two handles. One of them is a handle of fear and one of them is a handle of faith. (laughs) Look at verse 6 and I'm done. Oh, come and let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. Tell you what I'm going to do. There it is. I've, I've looked at a word for it. I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to live for him one day at a time. One day at a time. Again, I want to say to you, and I don't want you to think the wrong thing about me. I am very, very concerned about the condition of this country and the direction that it's headed. I saw the news this morning. That's a bad thing to do. The only reason I had the TV on, I want to see the weather. And... Uh, there came a thing on there. This woman talking about how the president, maybe even this next week, is going to try to restructure the Supreme Court. I don't want to think about that. Because when I think about that, I'll have to go see Miss Dawn because of my blood pressure. Are y'all hearing me? I want to tell you. I'm not going to bed tonight and worry about all that stuff. <laughs> you say, preacher, you're no, you don't care. You're not concerned. What do you mean I don't care? I'm a papa, man. I got grandbabies and great-grandbabies. I'm very much concerned. But I tell you what I'm going to try my best to do. I'm going to try my best to teach them to turn their eyes upon Him. I don't know what tomorrow holds, and I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds tomorrow.